Welcome to Trader Triggers, presented to you by Rob MV3 Trader. This is a segment of Futures Trade Radio that is brought to you by The Ultimate Trader's Guide, your one-stop shop for the most valuable income-producing information on the internet. Go to ultimatetradersguide.net to learn more. Link in the show notes. Now enjoy the show. All right, welcome back to another episode of Trader Triggers. So by now, we should all know that a strategy is absolutely required for successful trading and investing. However, a strategy is only one piece of the puzzle to have a consistent long-term success. And that's not just for participating in financial markets, that's with all things. Strategies provide us a way to show up consistently every single time and perform efficiently no matter how clear the picture may be in the grand scheme of things. Strategies can be can effectively help you clear the foggy areas of a picture, giving you the ability to gain the experience you need to transition from beginner to expert, which will open up the door to allow you to master whatever you're doing. Now, here's the good news. If you feel your biggest hurdle is not having the right strategy or maybe not even have, having a strategy, that's the easy part. One piece of advice that has been the most valuable to my trading career is all strategies work, just not all the time. So from there, I just need to one, have a strategy and two, know when to get the most out of that strategy. Now we'll explore that deeper in a minute, but also simple strategies are usually the most efficient strategies. Successful trading is not rocket science and coming up with a or finding a strategy to use is the least mentally intensive part of starting your trading business. Now, molding that strategy to best fit your personality can require a bit more brain power that will typically come later after you've, after you've honed the traits of a successful trader. In fact, many traders overcomplicate the strategy part of this business for whatever reason. This is why I believe we see so many people selling strategies all over the internet. Strategies are so easy to create but for some reason, people are intimidated by the side of the business. In my opinion, I think that's partly due to the great marketing by those that understand how simple, you know, creating a complete strategy can be. However, while crafting a strategy is easy, just attempting to buy the dip when prices appear to be oversold. Now, that's not really an efficient strategy to take advantage of the many opportunities these markets gives us on a daily basis. Now, I have found evidence to support my earlier quote that all strategies work, but that is implying that the strategy is complete. There are some key components that must be present to have a complete strategy. So let's talk a minute about the factors I consider when developing a, a trading strategy. And I've developed plenty of trading strategies, so I have a lot of practice with this. Now, personally, I like to start with the risk management side of the, of the business. Some things I consider when putting together a risk management plan is how much capital do I have available to trade with? Money that I'm okay with risking for the unguaranteed potential of growing exponentially. Now I kind of word it that way, but you typically hear this as the money that you don't care about losing, but focus is important. I want to give as little of my focus to losing money as possible, right? So what we're really doing is we're putting our money at risk for the unguaranteed potential that we can grow our money or grow our wealth. 
right? Now, contrary to what's commonly referred to as best practice, I don't simply break down what I can lose per trade by a small percentage of my trading account balance. Usually the experts recommend risking no more than one to 5% of your initial trading account balance. This could be good practice when you're brand new and trying to get a feel for how risk really plays out in a trade. The idea behind this theory is it gives you plenty of room to take a lot of losses, as many losses as you need to without blowing up your account before you start to figure things out. But from personal experience, you can actually end up slow bleeding out your account to virtual zero. Virtual zero meaning, yeah, there's money in your account, but not enough that will allow you to place another trade without making a deposit. So this can actually be misleading. For example, let's say you start out with risking, let's say 6% per trade, but you're all over the place. Or you have a real hard time being disciplined to your strategy consistently, or maybe you just can't get over the fears of taking a loss. The amount you risk isn't really the root of the problem. So switching to 1% from that 6% of risk per trade is only placing a bandaid over the bullet wound, not really addressing the core issue. And risking so little with a small account makes your profits feel like your efforts are not really worth it after you factored in commissions and exchange fees. Now, here's another way of looking at it. If you're trying to risk no more than, let's say, 2% of your available capital, just as an arbitrary number, without considering the personality of what you're trading and the cost per tick to trade that asset, you could be missing out on a potential opportunity to use a strategy that has maybe an 80% win rate, which will allow you to risk more of your available capital. Now, I know from personal experience, you can put together a strategy that has an 80% or higher win rate over an extended period of time. I've had as high as like 90, let's say 93 plus percent, right? Now I can make a video on how this will look on a later date for all those that are interested, but when determining how much of your capital you can risk per trade, don't leave what you're trading and how you plan to trade what you're trading out of the equation. And let me make one thing clear that I am in no way saying to bet it all on black and risk 100% of your capital or a majority of your capital on a single trade, effectively putting yourself at risk of blowing up your account on one trade. All I'm saying here is you have wiggle room beyond what's being projected as best business practice for effective risk management. So with all that being said, some things you can look at when you're trying to figure out how much you can risk per trade are the cost to enter the trade. You can look at the tick value, which is actually simple for trading equities. It's one to one, right? So if you're trading for dollars, one tick is going to be one penny. One point is going to be $1. That's real simple. But we get when we get into things like derivatives, there's more math involved for things such as futures and options. You can also look at the personality of what you're, what you plan to trade. When you're trying to figure out, when you're trying to come up, how much, come up with how much you can risk per trade. Now, as an, an additional side note, when you're starting out, I recommend starting out with one thing to trade as another way of managing your risk. The more complicated you make this, the more you are effectively risking by way of taking the focus away from the intrinsic qualities 
that will keep you in this business for as long as you want to be. Refer back to the not all the time part of the all strategies work quote. Without getting too off track from the topic, the intrinsic side of trading will determine how efficient you are with your strategy, regardless of how well it's vibing with the flow of the market. Once we have an understanding of the personality of what we plan to trade, we can use the predator formula that I mentioned a few videos ago to help determine how aggressive we can be with executing our trades and how much we can risk per trade. Now I'll link that video in the description below it for anybody that missed out on the predator formula. So that is actually the hard part of developing a strategy. The rest is just putting it into action. What we've created so far for our risk management plan serves as a base that we can adjust as needed as we start to determine areas of execution. Now with that, we'll want to pinpoint what's going to be the signal for us to take action, AKA the setup. Whatever you're using to analyze the market that you're trading, you'll want to look out for the patterns that stick out for you the most. Having created several trading strategies over the past five years and learning from each of those experiences, I would say you want to find one or two at the most, maybe three repetitious price behaviors that could signal a potential trend change, momentum shift or momentum for a continuation. For example, reaction to a moving average or reaction to another indicator such as the VWAP, the Keltner channel, structural price patterns around key areas, unique patterns in order flow, maybe a combination of volume and oscillator and structure. The list could go on and on, right? There are truly so many ways of analyzing the markets to look for trading opportunities with a statistical edge, right? A quote unquote statistical edge. I put that in quotes because the statistics can give you the best numbers in the world, but that means nothing if you can actually execute in a way that lines up with the numbers. The numbers is one thing, but what you do with it is another. That's why I say you are the true edge. Not so much the externals or how the externals have been Lego together in favor of the numbers. You are the true edge. You are your true trading edge. Once you've identified a signal, you'll want to look for the next repetitious sequence of events that will be your trigger to enter into a position. This could be something like one candle or bar taking out another or a significant change in order flow or how price reacts to recent structure such as breaking out of a previous range, just to name a few. Now, here's another area that a lot of traders forget to consider. Once you enter into a position, how do you plan to manage that trade? After you've opened the position, what do you do next? You want to have this figured out in as much detail as possible before you place a single trade. Not doing so is a good way to get caught up in the emotional decision-making that will ruin the infamous statistical edge that I mentioned earlier. This is why statistical edges are only as useful as the trader attempting to put the, put them into action. Also why I don't care too much personally for automated backtesting. Now that can be another topic for another day. So before you pull the trigger on a trade, you'll want to know step-by-step what you're looking for to exit the position and everything in between. Do you want to 
hold the position until your profit target is hit or the stop loss is hit? Or do you prefer to use a break even technique when the trade has gone significantly in your favor, but stopped and turned around short before your profit target? Regardless of what you may have heard, I've tried them all. And in so many ways, there is no one best method for managing your trades. It all comes down to personal preference. How are you going to manage the position, right? Could, this could be as simple as placing your stop loss and profit target, then doing nothing until one of those are hit. Or you could plan to take a systematic approach or to take systematic actions when your target isn't hit, whether that's a predetermined target or an exit based off of something like structure, price action, or market internals, right? You could manage the position by using trailing, you know, trailing stop loss, using patterns in intertrade structure. And by intertrade structure, I mean, after you place the trade and you're into a position, the structure that's formed after you're in that position, while you're holding the position before you close the trade, or, you know, you can manage the position by recognizing a trend shift in order flow or some other market internal. Just to give a few ideas, me personally, I use structure, but do what's best for you. You probably won't know exactly what it is, especially when you're starting out. But the only way to know for sure is by putting the time in, getting the experience for yourself through trial and error. It all comes down to what you're most comfortable with, usually dictated by your risk tolerance and the mentality that you bring into this, into your trading. The main thing I would recommend though, especially when you're getting started is to keep your strategy as simple as possible. I'm sure you've heard it before. I'm sure you've heard of keeping your strategy simple before, but it's solid advice. Simple strategies are easier to be consistent with and more efficient in the long run. They require less things to line up to give you an opportunity. And from my point of view, the more complex the strategy, the shorter its lifespan. In my opinion, that's because in this environment that's in a constant state of change, it's easy for one of your 17 data points to get out of alignment, throwing your whole strategy off. I hope no one is actually out there trading with, you know, trying to use 17 data points to make a single trading decision, but that's just an extreme example to make the point. So as a final note, I recommend doing this yourself, coming up and developing your strategy yourself versus using someone else's strategy. Now you can take ideas from others, you know, from the strategies that other people have created, but the ideal approach, in my opinion, is to put these pieces together for yourself. Great trades come from within. Not only will you learn how to develop a working strategy, which will help you adjust as quickly as possible when the market shifts into another phase of a cycle, you will also learn so much more about yourself and the market, which will give you the most value as you continue to grow as a trader and beyond. So on that note, I appreciate each and every single one of you for tuning in to another episode of Trader Triggers. As always, if you found this valuable, tap that like button and let me know your thoughts in the comment section. And if you're listening to this off of YouTube on your regular podcast platform, remember to leave a five-star rating and review the Trader Trigger podcast for bonus points. You can catch these live on YouTube at MV3Trader 
during the futures trade radio live stream plus more videos on day trading futures also make sure you head on over to ultimatetradersguide.net for more valuable income producing information all links and resources mentioned are in the show notes thanks for listening and until next time trade it easy